According to all known laws of aviation, there is no way a bee should be able to fly. Its wings are too small to get its fat little body off the ground. The bee, of course, flies anyway, because bees don't care what humans think is impossible. What an entrance. Hello and welcome to Setting the Scheme. I'm Ben. I'm Doug. I'm Tristan. <laughs> I'm Elijah. And guys, I gotta say, it's nice to be back. Shut I gotta up. tell you, this is <clears throat> this has been such a okay. That love didn't work. That's that okay. Work, I'm sorry. It, I'm it worked sorry. with B, but trying to fit B into Ben, it, it you doesn't. You want to know something? You want to know something? Let's go on and grade my performance a B minus. <laughs> Oh, perfect report card. I'll be folks. Terrible. I gotta tell you, there are two very different camps coming into this uh podcast tonight. There is Ben and I on one camp, and then there is Tristan and Elijah in the other camp. And Tristan and Elijah, would one of y'all care to tell the listeners what we watched this week? All right, Elijah. We watched the tour de force known as B movie. Mm, wow. It's is, a movie about bees. That is absolutely right. We did watch the bee movie. Yeah. We did watch the bee movie this week. Uh came out in 2007, directed by Simon J. Smith and Steve Hickner, starring Jerry Seinfeld, Renee Zellweger, uh, Patrick Warburton, Matthew Broderick, John Goodman, Ray Liotta, Chris Rock, Larry King, Kathy Bates, a whole lot of other folks are in this movie. Uh budgetary wise. Oh, yeah, yeah. Budgetary wise, let's see. So this movie was made for a budget of, I've got to scroll to the bottom of the page. Um, <clears throat> so this movie was made on a budget of $150 million and its gross was $293 million. Uh, and ratings wise, we have a 6.1 out of 10 on MDB, a 49% on Rotten Tomatoes, a 54% on Metacritic, and a, six, and a 76% on The Google. And common folks, sense. Common sense. Oh, I don't have common sense pull up, but I can pull it up on common sense. Oh, look, I look, I just go off of what comes up when I Google the movie. Got four stars out of five. five. I see three. I see three. Oh, wait, hold on. That's Akila and B. My bad. Yeah. uh, Three stars (laughs) out of five on Common Sense Media. Not to be confused with the four out of five stars that Akila and the B received. Also, good movie. Yeah. Um, An actual good movie. False. This is also an actual good movie, sir. That's not to say Akila and the B is not a good movie. It actually is. Breakout performance from Kiki Palmer. Um, Yeah. Folks, I love this movie. I absolutely love the heck out of this movie. Oh, yeah. I told time. I told the fellas I've seen this movie at least two times in the last year, and I I am happy to watch it again and again and again because I think this is a great, fun, comedic romp. Other people on this podcast would disagree with me, wouldn't they? I wouldn't. 
I had a great time watching this. I absolutely never want to see this movie again. And guess what? After I watched this movie, I wanted to get myself dinner at Chick-fil-A and I was in the drive-thru and the minivan in front of me had one of those little TVs that the kids in the back seat. No, say it ain't so. Yes. <laughs> yes. I promise they were watching the B movie. Those kids are being raised right, son. I love that. Mm. Yeah, I want to you... meet that mom. I want to meet that mom, shake her hand and say thank you for contributing <laughs> to the well-being of our nation's children. I wanted to give her a stern talking to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I was like, there's no way. But I kept watching. And it was that scene when Ken sits down at the table with him and is like mad at the little bee. It was that scene. Mm. Tristan, Tristy T. Yeah. What do you think of this movie? Um, well, I saw this movie. Haven't had this one in a while. I saw it with my dad originally when I was just a just a kid. Um, we went to the movie theater, watched it, and I didn't see it since. I saw it once and I want one and done mm. on B movie. Not anymore. And I saw it again recently. Um, two and done, actually. So that's how I feel about it. Um in general, I didn't enjoy. I well, I, I let me step back. I enjoyed it in the sense, if you're listening to our podcast, that I enjoyed Valerian, but I don't think it's good. <laughs> I think there are definitely some good aspects to this movie. The, there's good aspects to anything. <laughs> that is not I, true. I would 100% disagree with if that. If you fact. dig hard enough, if you dig hard enough, you can find something nice to say. Yeah. That is also not true. <laughs> well, you haven't dug hard enough, my friend. No. I do not no. have one nice thing to say about Jason X. There is no redeeming <laughs> quality in that entire movie. All right. You might have me on that one. I do not have. Besides on, my I gotta, point. I gotta think I gotta think I gotta think about something that I don't have a nice <laughs> thing to say. Well, too late. Um, well, to. I had uh, never seen this movie before tonight. Uh, this was my first time watching it, and um, it was also the first time I had seen it. Uh, just to round that out and say it three times. Oh, Doug, have also, you seen this movie um, before? Uh, well, given the fact that I previously said I've seen it twice in the last oh, year well, alone. Never mind. Um, uh, however, I do not have a single nice thing to say about Babysitter Killer Queen. Uh, yep. Nor do I have a nice thing to say about Aragon, the movie. Mm. Fair. Oh, yes, you did. No, it was, I didn't. Uh, it was Jeremy Irons. Just, his, no. just him as a person. No, I'm going to go on and say that that is slander uh, you, against against. You go me. back and listen. We all were like, listeners, oh, nobody needs to hear that. that. Nobody needs to hear from Doug a year ago. <laughs> I'm really tempted to just like cut that part out where you where you said that and put it in right here. I really, I really kind of hope that you do just put oh, a, little, next week I'm a little I'm blurb this. of me saying I love Jeremy Irons. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Doug, what so, exactly happens in this movie? Because uh, it's kind of a lot. So, so listeners, uh, there was a guy I can't remember who it was, but there was a person who reviewed this movie a few years ago and he said if you go into this movie and watch five minutes of it and think you know what you're getting you're wrong because the first five minutes of this movie are just b puns it's just b puns and it's great like num 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 give me more to eat it is delicious food for my brain and my heart and my soul 
first five uh, minutes. Well, you see, it's bee puns, but it's also an attack on the American dream. Well, I was going into okay. that, you know, Sorry. it also is a scathing review of capitalism and uh, of the uh, really abuse of the working class. And I know that that sounds like I'm being facetious when I say it, but no, like, I mean, it's actually oh, it absolutely like a very, is. It's an incredibly <laughs> scathing review of capitalism. Um, it's and, not. No, it is. It is. Doug, then, Doug, it it is. I mean. It's got that in there, but you did just say the phrase incredibly scathing. Incredibly scathing. It is not. Ben, would you not agree that it's an incredibly scathing review of capitalism? Maybe scathing. We it's, could get to it, okay? It's just, it's some, you know, tongue-in-cheek remarks by a snide writer. Basically, by a, by a B. <laughs> basically, what I'm saying is that... Is that a, B's opinion any less valuable than yours, Tristan? But, yes! <laughs> I mean, this movie would say otherwise, my friend. This movie would definitely say otherwise. Oh, I've just truth. gotten look, folks. I'm just five minutes into the movie. I'm I'm just five minutes into the movie, and we still have a whole eighty five minutes to go. Yeah, unfortunately, um, the the second portion of this movie is an unlikely love story, an unlikely love story between a bee and a fully grown human woman, <laughs> and I mean, I don't know about y'all, but that just See, this that's is all, that's all I know. I was gonna see on the screen when that first came up. Uh, hey, you and, know what? They live happily ever after, and eventually, uh, Vanessa changes her name, and they give birth to a beautiful baby boy named Freddie, who grows up to do all the tech stuff on this web show called iCarly. Um, and it, it's just a great time. You know, I have to give the filmmakers credit for the fact that the sexual tension between Barry B. Benson and Vanessa the human oh, is no. like palpable. It's truly palpable. Um, I kind of uh, felt like it was unrequited. Uh, so, so we get that. So we get that uh, love story between Barry and uh, Vanessa, and then all of a sudden, folks, we are in a political court drama thriller. Uh, for the next little chunk of this movie and then it is an environmental disaster piece and then it's a heist and then the movie ends and it sort of settles back into the whole like maybe capitalism's not so bad so you see folks we go full circle here we start by saying that capitalism might not be great and then after an unworldly amount of tragedy befalls them uh this movie says that maybe capitalism's good and my friends i have to say that i think that is indicative of this movie's scathing critique of capitalism and the fact that uh it takes that much look i don't even know what i'm saying at this point like, i don't either i think you're just riffing doug i am tristan um, tristan me riffing is basically me living my life that's accurate guys <laughs> is this movie funny yes i think so Yes, there were several times is. throughout the whole movie that I was dying laughing. Uh, Macy's not here, but uh, she watched it with me. She can attest. If you're like, there say... were parts that she had me rewind because I missed something that she thought I would find funny, and I rewound it and I died laughing at it. I think the benefit of this movie is that it really does try to cover the full the full spectrum of comedy. You get your highbrow, you get your lowbrow, you get visual gags, you get puns you get dad jokes you get everything in between and 90 percent of them i would say land what is highbrow humor 
I mean, it's, I would just say it's uh, humor that you have to think about a little bit before you get it. Oh, so, okay. uh, <laughs> there's a lot of talk about Barry meeting a girl, and uh, there are a couple people that say, oh, well, you know, your mom's going to want to make sure she's bee-ish. Uh, just make sure she's not a wasp. Now, obviously, you can uh, understand that by bee-ish, that's kind of uh, in line with Jewish, but wasp could also potentially stand for white anglo-saxon protestant all right ben see his answer is way better than mine all right his answer is way better but, than but, mine. but it but it but I'll that wasn't that intended though no you know that was intended <laughs> that was absolutely similar to bees tristan that and it just happens to stand for white anglo-saxon protestant tristan that was which 100% is not, which is people who are not jewish that might have been on purpose, Ben, and and that's kind of clever. I'll give you that. Thank you. It might have been. Now, I don't know. I didn't write the film, but I don't think it was. Well, I guess there none are, of these um, puns were intentional because we didn't write the film. We don't know if they were intentional. It might have just happened. I mean, by, by that logic, Tristan, I never claimed that. Literally any comedic movie is just a random assortment of words that just happen to be funny. This is a straw man argument. I didn't say any of this. Okay. Look, Tristan, we play D&D together. You know, I love a straw man argument. Um, I'm going to throw out another term, another adjective sometimes assigned to humor that applies to much of the humor in this movie. Contrived. Elaborate. Meaning it, <laughs> the jokes, many of the jokes were not very organic. They just like the writers thought of a pun or something that they thought was cute. And then they, they did everything they could to put themselves in a situation where they could make this joke. But, but that's, that's fair. But, but that's, I also think that more often than not, it works. That's also Dude, the, the basis freaking, of, of a comedic film. The freaking, um, all the jokes about them dating their cousins, they were remarkably unfunny. And they tried so hard to get these characters in situations where they could crack jokes about that. And none of them were funny. <laughs> it was, I mean, I lost patience with this movie real but quick. See, because Elijah, but Elijah, in the five minutes that they spend trying to make those jokes, there's about six other jokes that they're making in addition to those cousin jokes that are actually funny. None of them are funny. A lot of them are funny. <laughs> None of them. Didn't now, disagree. Ben said, ben said he laughed out loud throughout this whole movie. Huh? I laughed out loud, at, by, by which I mean a little bit of sound came out of me. <laughs> Twice. Maybe three times. Like, that's, that's all that I could give this movie in answer to the question, is it funny? Like I thought it was, it's Chris Rock, the mosquito. Is that right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I actually thought his scenes were funny. Um, even though they were, they, they were corny. They were, it was all corny, but I liked probably the funniest part to me was when they're on the windshield and the, the main character, Jerry Seinfeld, whatever his name is, is like asking the other bugs questions and he gets to one of them and the other guys are like, Oh no, he's actually dead. (laughs) That to me it's was great. That to me was the funniest moment of the story. And I did laugh the rest of the movie for the most part. It was remarkably unfunny. They, it, they tried so hard and it was just annoying. <laughs> yeah. I think the funniest part for me uh, was when they're in the courtroom and um, they are 
uh, Barry and his legal team are attacking the idea of bears being the face of honey. And uh, <laughs> the uh, other attorney is like, or whoever's on the stand uh, is like, well, you know, they're cuddly. You know, you got like Yogi Bear, Fozzie Bear. <clears throat> and then uh, Barry's like, and this bear, and then opens the door and there's just a bear there going, Rah! I died laughing at that. I thought that was hilarious. I think also, I think uh, kind of going along with this whole bear theme, um, I think it's also really funny the fact that um, the fact that this movie uh, straight up has a scene where they tranquilize, uh, they shoot Winnie the Pooh with a tranquilizer. I, I did laugh at that. Was oh, one that was of the three moments where I laughed. And that it's much. even funnier when you think about the fact that Jeffrey Katzenberg, <laughs> uh, one of the co-founders of DreamWorks, mm -hmm. left Disney on very very poor terms mm -hmm. and uh disney put out a winnie the pooh movie uh fairly sh fairly shortly before this movie came out and that movie was After, way funnier way funnier than the b movie um it was uh pooh's film on heffa 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 lump heffa clumpin what exactly <laughs> you mean the heffa lumps no, is is pronounced Pooh's film on Heffa Clumpin. All right, I tell you what, I take back my comment because I haven't seen that movie. I don't know if it was funny or not. <laughs> yeah. All right. I will also just say that I think I think when you talk about the humor in this movie, I really do think what it comes down to is do you find Jerry Seinfeld funny? Because if you do, I think See, I don't know that that's true. Because we have two people here who have very different views of the show Seinfeld. Yeah, I know. Like, I you hate, hate Seinfeld. I despise it. Tristan I think it's loves awful. it. I think it is god-awful. Yet, in terms of this movie, y'all have reverse opinions. So, yeah. I, I mean, you're, <clears throat> I don't think your no. point there has much ground. No, I think my point has ground on this fact. If you think that Jerry Seinfeld is not funny as just a person then you need to watch this movie because if you think he's funny <clears throat> as a bee, then he's incredibly funny. I don't think Jerry Seinfeld is that funny as a person. I, I think he's a decent writer and I think Larry David is a genius. <clears throat> and that's why Seinfeld's funny. When Larry David left Seinfeld, it was not that funny. It was, it was good, but it wasn't that good. It was around season six or so, I think. I've never I seen Seinfeld. So it changed know. drastically for the last I few seasons. Truly, and I mean this, <clears throat> I mean this purely and holistically. I despise Seinfeld. Hmm. Okay, then I guess we shouldn't talk about it. I mean, how do y'all feel about uh, Jerry Seinfeld in this film? I think I, I'm being dead serious. This is the only thing I've ever seen him in that I think he's genuinely funny in. <clears throat> Because in addition to playing Barry, he also is credited as one of the writers for the film. He is. I mean, the, the thing that I like about Seinfeld, why it's so funny to me, is, is, is the, the take it has on life. Like, it, the, the people, the characters in it, they just comment on things that no one would ever say. But it's things that you really want to say. Like, you really wanted to say that about that person, even though it's rude or mean, like you shouldn't but there's a, there's like a primal part of you that wants to make that comment or wants to do this thing. And, and you see people doing it and not only are they doing it, but 
it, it, ha it happens in very unfortunate situations, which are humorous. Um, that's Seinfeld. And, and it's just a very different style of humor from, from this film. I mean, this is, uh, the, and, you know, of course you had many other people work on this. Larry David wasn't a part of B movie. Um, but you, 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 you've got, you know, that, and then you've got B movie, which is like puns galore. It's not even the same kind of humor. I mean, there are a few jokes they make that are, that feel like Seinfeld, but I think it's just because Jerry tried his best to do something that is his humor. And I just don't think it really stuck for me, at least. I mean, Patrick Warburton was funny. I found him funny in most scenes he was in. He was probably the most sane person in this movie. I think it's very hard to make a movie where 90% of your humor is based on puns consistently funny. And I think that that's <laughs> the true, like, genius of this movie is that it makes a script that is 95% puns genuinely funny. And I think it honestly falls into the category of we're going to throw so many puns at you so rapidly. Like, I mean, I think if you were to make a, a, a chart tracking the amount of puns per line of dialogue in this movie, it would be close to like a one to one or a one to two ratio. Um, and I think because it throws so many puns at you so fast and so consistently, I think that's why it works. Now, I, I clearly have questions and comments here who are going to tell me that I'm wrong. Um, uh, so, so yes. Well, I, well, I, um, <laughs> I just don't, the, the, the quality of these puns and the sheer amount of them, I mean, it, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't lead to a good a good joke but I mean, the joke I, is the pun you i don't <clears throat> i, I, ah, I but here let me say something uh to just interrupt everything um humor isn't objective isn't objective yes humor is not objective people find some things funny people find some things unfunny so it is objective well i guess case closed no it that's is, we found subjective it. I, I genuinely was completely lost when you said objective. <laughs> so sorry. I was like, I was like, I have no idea where he's going. It happens. With this. Yeah. Okay. Hey, you know, I don't dislike puns. When we're like <clears throat> hanging out, just you're the punny one. Friends. Yeah. You know, when when we're just hanging with friends and somebody makes a pun and somebody else riffs off of that and makes a pun about the same thing and it just keeps going. I think that's hilarious. This movie wasn't that's exactly failure. that it was an absolute failure i i mean this 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 movie is atrocious <laughs> it's, it's it's like it's like they wrote the script for the film and then they said okay let's pick 800 places where we could put a pun in and then they did and then they said okay everyone i want you to sit and sit down and write up write 800 puns for this movie and then we're going to splice them into each spot that we think deserves a good pun and then we do it and it's like the most artificial thing i've ever seen you know, I would holistically disagree. I mean, and they, you may they think had that, a, but they had I, an editor I think it on works. their team. They had a guy on their team whose job was to go through and find all the puns that don't work and get rid of them to keep the movie, you know, sufficiently funny the whole time. And that guy um, took a coffee break and never came back. If if that truly <laughs> is the way that they made the script for this movie, 
then they have actually cracked the code for how to make a fun, a really funny movie based solely on puns. Doug, I genuinely can't tell if you're joking with me. I promise you I'm not. I promise you I'm not. I think that Doug truly enjoys this film. I mean... Well, I promise you, Tristan, Tristan, this is not a The Room scenario where, (laughs) though I do love The Room and I do love Tommy Wiseau, that was a bit... This is not a bit, my friend. I really do love this movie. Oh, so I am in the real world. You are in the real world. <laughs> oh, geez. You don't need to you stab yourself the, with a fork. You okay. are in the real world where I really do think that Jerry Seinfeld in everything other than this movie is unfunny as all get out. See, that was the joke I liked, the fork thing. I thought that was funny. She just stabbed herself and he was like, that was weird or something like that. Mm-hmm. It was just very nicely delivered. So there were funny things I, I liked in this movie. It's just want, almost all the puns didn't land for me. The only thing I don't find funny in this movie is everything that's been turned into a meme with this movie. So like the, you like jazz? I think that's so stupid now because everybody made a meme about it. I I think that there is something so in, so incredibly funny about that quote that opens the movie and opened our podcast. I think it's so funny to have a quote that's that serious and like that quote unquote scientific um, at the beginning of a movie that is 99% puns. I I think that's hilarious, but I can't find it funny because it's been mean to death. Uh Uh-huh. Patrick Warburton plays Ken, right? Yes. And Patrick Warburton is the like. Go ahead, Elijah. I I didn't want to cut you off. Oh, I don't remember what I was saying a second ago, but now we're on Patrick Warburton, who I am predisposed to love because of Emperor's New Groove. Mm, mm. Um, And I did think he was one of the better parts of this movie, but I also found myself really trying to like him. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to lie. I I really didn't care that much. Yeah, I like because I'm already predisposed to like him, I tried really hard to like him and make him a redeeming part of this movie, but he did not save this movie. <laughs> no, no. I don't think he was I, meant to. Honestly, I, I thought he was one of the least funny parts of the film. I did not care for him at all. I think that Patrick Warburton, just as an entity, uh, really is a testament to the fact that you can make your entire career based off of one fact and it'll work for you because that man has built an entire career an entire media empire off the fact that he says words weird and he has a very distinct voice and has a very like incredibly distinct and authoritative voice and he knows that and he uses that in everything that he does and i find it so funny this character i i thought about this in the movie the character he plays is in great contrast to the character he plays in Seinfeld. Because in Seinfeld, he plays David Putty, Elaine's on and off boyfriend. And he is extremely, like, just, he's tame. Like, he's just, he's kind of, like, an idiot. And he, but he's just, like, he's a good guy, generally. But he's just kind of an idiot. (laughs) Um, And he's not loud. He's quiet. He's calm. Um, he stares into the void, like at the wall <clears throat> for hours, just because he wants to. He's I mean, that don't kind we of character. all? Um, and in this movie, I mean, Patrick Warburton's regular gig at this point, I guess, was Family Guy, right? Uh, it came out in two thousand seven, so 
either Family Guy or Kim Possible. Yeah. I mean, he was doing a lot of voice work in, the, in those things, and his characters were big, you know, um, kind of loud. So, yeah, I don't know. We saw that in B-Movie. He did a similar kind of character in uh, Emperor's New Groove, too, with kind of the crazy voice. So, yep. It's kind of what he got into. Anyway, I thought it was funny. One of the few I, things. I mean, his, as his life was getting ruined, the, the whole concept that his life is being ruined by a bee, like falling in love with his partner, like <laughs> and at the end of the movie where he sees sees the name on the sign, like the like Barry's name on the sign. It's like it's absurd. It's it's so absurd, <clears throat> but also I just I just found that part really funny. Hey, but look, look, we just have to acknowledge the fact that this movie does canonically have just a being a woman become like, I mean, they don't if, say it. If but not it's a married implied. couple, if not like a domestic partnership. Um, <laughs> and well, I mean, it's, it's, they Mary do doesn't deny it. explicitly say it. When asked by his parents, but they don't not say it. They he do not deny it. They don't deny it. it. They don't um, deny it. I mean, it's yeah, it's it's like a thing. They they plead the fifth on the question, they, but they, they plead the fifth in a way that's just like, in you pleading the fifth, you one hundred percent perjured yourself. But it's so it is so absurd. It's not like an animal in the sense where you hear of like bestiality. It's it's a bug. It's a bee. It's like so unheard of that it's like impossible. <laughs> you know, it's so a it's bee. Like, Whose natural lifespan is, hold on. Who's you natu- might as well say, you know, it's the a, a girl like fell in love with um, a, a, a bird or I it's don't know. It's a like bee a, whose natural lifespan is 35 days. Yeah. Think about, okay, wait, that is not this podcast, but thinking about the fact that Barry B. Benson is canonically the father of Freddie Benson from iCarly. <clears throat> I'm just going to leave that there. I'm just going to listen. I mean, you, you figure out exactly what I'm talking about. You hmm. figure it out. Cause I, I know you can, we got some smart listeners. I know, you he's, know, he's what I'm lived talking like about. 15 days at the end of this movie. Yep. Based, based <clears throat> on his schooling. Oh, well, realistically, he probably lived a whole lot longer than that because there's a there's a whole court case in this, and uh, as we all know, the U.S. legal system is not quick. Um, I mean, <clears throat> no, it's not. That, like, and it normally takes years for a court case to go through. So, I mean, I think we are seeing a very supernatural B here. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, <laughs> we're this like all movies about talking animals the movie's going to pick and choose what things it wants to be realistic about and what things it doesn't you know what we should actually do an episode of the podcast where we look at various movies involving talking animals and see like okay how feasible is it that this animal could live this long for this movie (laughs) and we'll judge and see like how feasible a movie is based on the actual lifespan of the animal you know who else is in this movie Larry King, specifically B. Larry King, who is Dude. very similar. Can we just talk about the fact that B. Larry King is the exact same as Larry? I mean, look, I, I recognize the fact that Larry King is 
A dead B. Um, in this movie, like it's just a coincidence that there is a Larry King and a B Larry King. Very common uh, name, you know. Huh? It's a very common name. It's a very common name. Uh, okay. Also, because I I caught this today. Um, so as you said earlier, Ben, you know, B-ish is sort of their moniker for Jewish. <laughs> but Barry Benson 100 percent says to Larry King, he's very similar to you, you know, very Jewish. And I'm like, all right, so there is another religion in addition to uh well B-ish. yeah D- didn't you miss earlier in the film when barry but jesus about jesus yeah but jesus no the the thing is it's not, not the, the, that there's uh, a bill and jesus Christ shut up ben ben tankersley you <laughs> shut up right now it's not that there's a b-ish religion it's just a dumb pun they made it's I barely a pun i choose to believe in the church of b of i don't know <laughs> Yes, Steve. you know exactly. I don't know either, I Doug. I, I yes, wish Doug. I could know. You I know wish, where I was going. I, you know, sometimes with it. I, I wish. Sound right, sometimes man. I wish, Doug. I could. I could put your brain in mine and just and just live it and just. Oh see my what goodness! It's like. Wouldn't that be amazing if Tristan and I just switched bodies for a day? That'd be great. That'd be, That'd be amazing. I could hook your brain up to mine and just experience why you think this is funny. It would be great. It would be great. I was gonna say Renee Zellweger. Oh. <laughs> oh my yeah she's in this movie i guess she is in this movie oscar award win- two-time oscar winner renee zellweger is in the beat <laughs> and um let me tell you guys a story you guys might not know this um but when i was doing children's camps in south korea um we made these videos with like animals like you know like little cartoon people and animals talking and stuff and we the visiting english teachers for the children's camps did voice acting for these videos they made and it was really bad and um you know i'm like an emotionless heartless wretch so all of my voice acting sounded like somebody who was dead inside and put no heart into it whatsoever you know can you picture what i'm talking about yeah a, poli- yeah, a political science student. <laughs> so yeah, so um, so <laughs> my voice acting was like w- just one notch below Renee Zellweger in this movie. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. She didn't you're sound like she wanted to be here. <laughs> Are you telling me the two-time Oscar winner Renee Zellweger didn't want to be in a B movie? Yeah, she sounded like she knew exactly what kind of trash movie this was, and she was phoning it in. I don't know. I feel I like mean, it's called Zellweger. B movie. What else would you expect other than a cinematic masterpiece? I, I'll go on and say I've never seen uh, Bridget Jones' Diary or any of the or any of those movies, uh, and I haven't seen Jerry Maguire in a very long time. But I've never really same movie where renee zellweger gave a more invested performance than she did in b movie <laughs> so um i liked her in cold mountain never heard of it that's you one should, of the things that she won an oscar for you should see cold mountain for sure but that's another podcast for another day so i will say uh, i did thoroughly enjoy this movie but it was not I don't know that I would classify this as a good movie. Uh, I think one of my Thank biggest you. issues with this movie is just kind of the flow of it. Cause you know, Doug mentioned earlier, all the different wild things that happened in this movie. 
And it's a lot to squeeze into a 90-minute romp. Uh, and it really does not flow well. It feels like this could have been like five different movies. It could have been a legal drama. It could have been a rom-com. Could have been this like um, graduate, like the graduate-esque film, which like there are even some kind of... Um, There's some uh, uh, homages to right. the graduate. Um, it could have been, I don't know, pick two other genres. Like... <clears throat> This film tries to do a lot, and while I think it's enjoyable, I I don't know that it is necessarily good because I think it tries to do too much. You know what I think is interesting about this movie is that I fe- it feels like if this movie were made today, it would be made into a kid's TV show, and, you know, with the kind of storytelling that various kid's TV shows have nowadays... Uh, and the kind of like layered in uh, overarching narratives that uh, that kids shows have today, you know, I could honestly see like season one of the B of the B show, season one of the B show, scathing review of capitalism, season two, Barry gets a girlfriend, season three, court drama, and then season four. And then season four, in my environmental disaster, uh, political drama. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't know what to say about that. I think it's accurate. Well, they would never do that because changing the name from the B movie to the B show would mean they would lose a pun, and they can't lose a pun. <laughs> I mean, they could always go uh, the High School Musical route and just call it the B movie, the show. <laughs> I guess the B movie, movie the, show. the show, the series. <laughs> I will All never not think be. that's dumb. I'm, you can't convince me. It's incredibly dumb, but <laughs> it works. So we have political correctness on here. Uh, yeah, I gotta be real. Tackle that. Listen, yeah. this is one of the things about this movie that I didn't like. Is I think it was just throwing out jokes that somebody thought might be funny just because you could make some kind of a connection to something in the real world, Mm -hmm. but it's not actually funny. And in some cases I felt like these jokes sounded actually potentially just like disrespectful to groups of people. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, There were definitely a couple, I think that were um, like that. Um, One that comes to mind was the scene where, uh, Barry's parents are trying to like uh, are talking about like um, how he's going to be like following in the family uh, like the steps of his family and he realizes they're, they're not listening to him and he makes some sort of comment about well he can have uh, like get a tattoo and a gold tooth and um, call and everybody dog. dog right yeah. yeah and that felt a little uncomfy yeah um, it was it was stuff like that. And a part that really bothered me, and, and maybe it shouldn't have bothered me because this is just a dumb cartoon, but I didn't like the scene when um, freaking, what's his name? Barry? Mm-hmm. And his buddy played by Matthew Broderick, who we didn't talk who, about. Who, let's just go on. Okay, look, I'm just going to go on and say, it. like, I love Matthew Broderick and Matthew and Ferris Bueller's Day Off. But other than that, like, that man is a walking, like, just... He just he just looks like somebody who's going to be offensive. Well, he he also was Simba. What about the producers? 
See, I never saw him in the producers. Well, the scene when they're talking, they're talking about different bugs and like non-bee bugs and whether they are or are not attractive and whether their parents would or would not agree. That is a direct analog to real world situations that we've all been in. We've all heard these conversations and it it ends with the hero talking about a, a certain other race of bug that he thinks is unattractive because he can't get past their face in spite of the fact that everybody else thinks they're exotic and beautiful. I was like, this is a direct analog to real world racism that we actually experience. Like it's all around us and it's just casually in this movie. And I didn't care for that crap at all. No, I didn't either. And this is something that is a Jerry Seinfeld thing. Mm -hmm. Like, it's it, it it was it came about sometimes in seinfeld the show and it and it wasn't this bad like not not usually i mean sometimes it was but it was like not typically so straightforward as this i guess um but like what doug also like seinfeld has the puerto rican day episode which is widely regarded as one of the most racist episodes of television ever put on film oh it is it's not considered not that i guess i never read anything about that episode it was kind of boring i don't know um but maybe you're right i mean jerry steinfeld is problematic in this way i think and uh maybe he's better now i don't know but it's like these are things that have existed for a while with his humor and what's going on. I mean, I, I think this was his, his show or this was his movie. You know, he was the executive producer on it. Like these were his, his jokes. He voiced the main character. <clears throat> you got to pin it on Jerry Seinfeld. You got to blame him because mm. he's the one who did this film. Well, I, and, and, and it shows. I just have to add it to the list of reasons why this movie sucks. That's all I'll give you. I'll give that one to you. Said it with a punch. Thank you. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, th- I think there are absolutely some jokes that um, are definitely problematic, uh, like the ones that have been mentioned. And I will say that those did take away from the film for me. Um, I would still say that the majority of the jokes, I think, did land for me and were in good taste. Um but there were definitely the ones that, like we mentioned, were not great. It's like a hiccup to me. It feels like mm-hmm. I'm watching the movie <clears throat> and I'm like, okay, and I'm, you know, understanding it. I'm, I'm, I'm just, for this movie, I just sat there and tried to enjoy it. I didn't really, I wasn't trying to analyze it. But when they throw things at me like that, you know, or just very obvious puns that just seem like they're, like they're being forced to, to me, and Elijah, I guess it's like it's like a hiccup. It feels like I I'm, I've paused now, mm. and I'm like, wow. Let me think about how dumb that is for a second. Okay, I guess I'll move past it to watch the rest of the movie. So I don't know. Yeah. I think it. I think it still is a very entertaining movie. Um, I think that uh, I don't know. I think I think it's a very funny movie. I think that there are problems with it, but I think that uh, 
I think that you can look at most most everything that came out from the 90s and the 2000s and obviously before then too but like i mean i feel like a lot of things that came out during our uh during when we were kids uh if you look back on there's a bunch of problematic stuff that doesn't i mean i feel like that's only because the people have started calling out that more problematic stuff here exactly and rightfully so rightfully so right i mean Not everything has to be funny at the end of the day. And it feels like this movie takes everything in it and tries to make it something humorous. And whether it, whether you think it lands or not, you know, for you, it's just like, why? (laughs) Ultimately. They're they're just throwing stuff to see what sticks. And if you ask me very little of it did. (laughs) It's like, it's like everything. Not just B movie, but so many things in media, in books, and movies, shows, music, TV specials, whatever. Like, I don't know, two like training videos. Everything has to be funny. Why? People like why can't we just why can't we just show information to someone and they can take it in and get on with their lives? You know, I don't know. Because I mean humor makes things helps things have a bigger impact it makes it more of a defining moment in your mind but but we've been trained to get to that point no no i don't think that's true i i think we i think we have the capability to just take information in i think as people our brains are hardwired to do a couple of things and i think i think you can find dining and breathing I think you can either I think you can either uh experience I think you can either experience like hard subjects and hard facts um and just experience like misery and pain all the time or you can throw in a crap ton of humor and granted a lot of the time it's not effective but sometimes unnecessary it works as a, sometimes though it works as a coping mechanism sometimes that, it's good i'm not saying get rid of humor i'm not saying let's have a dark world but i'm not saying, saying but i don't think but i don't think that's a bad thing that we've gotten to a place where a lot of a lot of uh media will just say i mean make it funny yeah it's i mean an unnecessary is... thing I mean, this is a kid's movie. Like, I understand that I'm not going to try and sit here and say, like, well, it's a kid's movie. It, it is what it is. But I mean, like, it is a kid's movie. They're not well, going to throw I, in I, a whole I, bunch I've... of, like, serious drama. Yeah. Like, it's a kid's yeah. movie designed to occupy kids' minds so their parents can do other stuff. Yeah, exactly. I'm not arguing with that. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm just talking about in general. Here. I'm talking about everything. <clears throat> I mean, I would argue that most things don't do what B-movie does and Try and have 95% of the script be humor. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. Does anyone okay. understand? No. <laughs> Am I just shouting into space? All right. Hopefully uh, there's I a think... listener out there who can send me an email. I mean, I, I want to hear you out. I, I just... Uh, I... I'm just I'm trying, to, I'm trying to understand your argument. Yeah. Are you trying to say that, like, entertainment today is oversaturated in humor? I think I think like this movie, there's a lot of entertainment that where people just feel like they have to include jokes 
inside of the inside of the information they're presenting or some sort of humorous thing to just release it to, to it's like I gotta, I gotta throw a joke in there, or else they're gonna be bored to tears. But it's like, I, no, there are other ways to entertain people. You don't have to just say a joke. You don't have to but, just put a pun in a meet in a medium to to have it exist. But I don't feel like this movie's trying to get across any like valuable information that's necessary to the world. Yeah, I, would, the I would also that, argue like, that in general, I, I don't know that it's as big a problem as you're it's not you i'm not talking about this movie in that at capacity i'm talking about media i know and, and that's general. what i'm saying i i don't think it's as big of an issue or it big as a big of thing i mean does it happen sure um but it i don't think it's like running rampant or anything well no i'm not gonna lose sleep over it but it's it's something that i find interesting okay and unnecessary yeah can, okay, I'm 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 sorry. I'm not trying to I'm not trying to beat a dead horse, but like, can you can you give me an example of like a recent movie or something that we would have seen where like you're talking about that? Uh, I can't on the spot. Like, I mean, I feel I feel like I feel like uh, I don't know. I would actually really like to talk about the subject in more detail going forward i need i need to be prepared before i talk about yeah. it I just, so I we can talk this, about it off podcast i can cut this I find, part I out i find this i find this to be a <clears throat> very fascinating topic i think there are a lot of training videos that i think put dumb humor in i mean i think that's because otherwise how are you going to get people to pay attention to a training video i don't know they're getting paid because, to do it i mean i've sat through something. many training videos that i was paid to watch and you didn't want to watch. I watched them, and did did the humor? Did the humor of those videos make you think there was you know a humor? That's funny. I'm I'm gonna keep watching. That's good. That's a good the joke. The humor there. would have made me more interested, especially if it was bad humor. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> We're different people. Because I mean, like, whenever you are wanting to give information, whether it be a training video, whether it be a movie, whatever. The goal is to make it something that will last. You have to look for something to help that moment kind of settle in, whether it be a joke, whether it be some grand storyline, what, whether it be lore, whatever it is. Some people choose humor a lot for that because humor, I don't humor want to say humor is that, easy because humor is not easy. Um, but humor is something that everyone can identify with. Right. Even though humor is subjective, not to be confused I mean, with objective. Um, <laughs> I don't know if it's a good or a bad thing that that it's like this. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not taking a side. I don't like to take sides often. I'm just saying that it's a thing that seems to be unnecessary to me. That's all. I don't think it's unnecessary. I, I mean, I think it's smart for people to do that because they want people to remember what they have. Let's score this sucker. So, Doug, why don't you get us started? I like this movie, and I know that it's called The B-Movie, but I will give it a C. Uh, I'm going to give this movie a 75. Um, I think it's really funny. I think it's really clever. Um, 95% of the movie's puns, and I think it works. All right. Uh, I'm going to go a little bit lower. Um, <clears throat> I think this movie is funny, um, but I think it... It's severely lacking in terms of a good plot flow and also has some more problematic elements to it. 
Uh, so that's going to drop it a little bit more for me. Um, since it is not a good movie, I don't think I can give it really much more than a D. Uh, so I'm actually going to go with a 65. Um, I'll go. I, I'm going to give this movie a little lower than that. Um, Here's my shocked face. <laughs> I'm going to go for a 49. I think it almost, it almost deserves a 50, but it's just stupid enough. And it's just disappointing enough mm. from Jerry Seinfeld, whom I like his show, mm. to make me give it a 49. Yeah, um, 31. <laughs> this movie sucks. <laughs> All across the board. I... Okay, look, I knew this wasn't going to happen, but part of me was thinking when I gave it a 75, then gave it a 65, I was really hoping for a 55-45, but that's fine. Well, Doug, you're in luck, because I put it into the patented scoreometer, and it's a final score of a 55. Woo! This movie is just over okay. It's a halfway decent movie. Just over halfway decent, my friend. Which I, I, I can I can live with that. All right. <clears throat> now, question. Has anyone else on this podcast seen the movie that we're watching next week other than me? I have. You have? Yep. Okay, I'm very interested to know what you think because I think the story in this movie <laughs> is something that I have issues with. Uh, but well, folks, then you better tune in next week and find out. Well, well, you know what? You know what, listeners? Next week... We're not going to be in America. We're going to take a trip to France. France oh, man, at the turn of the century. France at the turn machine. of the century. And we're going to hang out with our boy, Ewan McGregor. Mm, and boy. we're going to watch Moulin Rouge. Mm. Do you think that Ewan McGregor made lightsaber noises in that movie too? I, I would like to just say that I go about most of my life just hoping and praying that Ewan McGregor is always playing the role of Obi-Wan just in his day-to-day life. Mm. He's playing Obi-Wan Kenobi, playing Ewan McGregor. Gotcha. He's that level of an actor. Cool. Anyway, uh, be sure to... He'll notice me. Uh, Anyway, be sure to join us next week as we talk about Moulin Rouge. Uh, It will be a great time. And be sure to keep up with all the cool stuff we're doing on social media. Uh, At Viner Media, we've got new episodes of Setting the Skein every Wednesday and uh t's on a break yep. right now but it'll yep. be back one day we're, we're, we're working through some stuff yeah um but definitely keep up with all that uh and until next week i'm ben i'm doug i'm tristan i'm elijah and remember if bees can think think that things are stupid and do them anyway so can you have a great week this has been setting the scheme